Hello and welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast, the video game and geekery podcast brought to you by us. Because, you know, I never have this speech ready ahead of time. So, hi everybody, how you doing today? No fancy intro tonight, just uh, plain old talking at you. Uh, welcome to the Gamer's Ledge Podcast, my name is Matt, I will be your host this evening and uh, with me is obviously a very special guest down there in my lower left-hand corner of my lower left-hand corner. Oh, he just went out of frame. But Marvell, hi, how you doing? He, he totally can't hear you because you're in my head. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, well, with Marvell is Mark. Oh, hi, everybody. And we have with us also tonight John. Apparently delayed, but I'm here. <laughs> it was fine when you said delayed, but then when you said oh, of course. <laughs> Figures. Uh, so uh, we have a, a small grouping today, and it's going to get a lot smaller really fast. <laughs> so um, hopefully, we're going to have a, a a Turo here showing up in a bit, but that's kind of a fifty-fifty shot one way or the other. So we'll see. All right. So obviously. Uh, I guess we'll just jump straight into things here. Uh, we'll kind of do a combined effort here on uh, what have you been playing and our initial, uh, not feedback, that's a word that impressions. could be used. Impressions, thank impressions. you. Wow. For initial impressions of uh, some little obscure game that came out that these two have been playing. Never really heard much about it, but we'll, we'll let what them take that. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, you guys are playing it, I don't know. So, <laughs> Mark, would you like to uh, lead us in? Well, um, so the, the, the Tom Clancy's The Division came out. And uh, obviously, John and I played it extensively in the beta. Matt played it in the beta as well. Um, it launched on Monday night. Uh, launched, being the operative word, was not playable for about an hour. But after that, it seems that they fixed whatever the server errors were. Um, which you would have you would have appreciated, uh, Matt, in that they were all um, military code keywords. So, <laughs> Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Yeah. So first we got Romeo, and then we got Mike, <laughs> and then we went back to Romeo, and then eventually it led us into the game. I've, uh, I've read a few things that there are still some sporadic issues. I guess they had a short downtime today to try to address some of the last lingering issues they had, but. Um, it sounds I like mean, overall people are getting in. Yeah, I, and, and it was before the 9 p.m. Pacific, 12 a.m. Eastern release, people were getting in normally um, and able to play through. Uh, the only spoiler I will give for the game, and because this is actually relevant to a lot of the discussion that we had previously, the Bronx is, or in fact, I'm sorry, Brooklyn uh, is in the game. It is actually where you start and do your first four levels. Uh, so where they started us in the beta footage that you saw was in Manhattan, which is level four. Levels one through four takes place in Brooklyn. Uh, you can team up for it. There isn't a whole lot of story, which John and I were both expecting there would be a ton of story uh, to mm -hmm. go into that. And there was a, one cutscene of story in Brooklyn, you know, at the very beginning of the game. Um, but... Um, I guess the question that Matt had that he's been asking for the last two days, especially due to John and I's silence, is, is the game any good? Uh, I actually really like it. Um, I, I think it's it, the, the gunplay is fun. The moment-to-moment -moment gameplay is fun. Um, it, this is designed to be a team-based game. Uh, yep. Could you play it 
alone? Yeah, you could. I don't know why on earth you would want to do that, but you could. Um, it, it's, it works so much better when you have a team of people that are playing together. Um, but it's a, a third-person shooter, cover-based shooter. Uh, is it perfect? By no means is it perfect. Uh, I, I find myself trying to get into cover or getting hung on things all the time. Um, but for the most part, I would say it works pretty well. Um, I, the thing that I have used more in the actual game than I ever did in the beta is the moving from cover option to cover option. That is actually, I don't know, John, did you use that much in the beta? No, not a whole lot. Uh, now it, I use it pretty extensively. I, I actually did use it quite a bit in the beta. I guess more just trying to figure out how the mechanic worked than because I needed to, but just trying to play around with it and see what you could do. I don't know if they actually changed any of the UI stuff, but it actually seems more prominent now mm-hmm. um, and, and easier to pull off. Um, it, it's But overall, the I think the biggest change is the Dark Zone. Um, they have completely revamped how that works. Because there's only 24 people, kind of as I postulated before launch, um, because there's only 24 people in such a large area, you're not running into people all the time. And now when you go to extract things from the dark zone, uh, you have waves of NPCs that actually attack you as you're trying to uh, uh, extract. So even if there are other player characters in the area, it's kind of a tend to work together to get rid of all the NPC AI first and then screw over your friends if you have time. But to be honest, most of the time you haven't cleared out the waves by the time it's time to extract. So everybody's scrambling while you're still being sprayed with bullets to tie your your damn thing to the rope. So it it seems more like it's a... a, They figured out how to make that a more engaging experience. Uh, Hmm. So so no more just sitting there staring at each other blankly while you're waiting for the helicopter to see who's going to shoot who first. This was actually something I commented on on the the gameplay last night. Um, We knew that the NPC AIs were going to come as soon as we shot it up, but there's a lull before they actually start flooding in. And it, I started anticipating the wave, and I'm, like, scanning the horizon. I'm like, they, they're coming. We know they're coming. Where are they at? So it created this kind of tension that was actually pretty nice. I, I really liked it a lot. Um, and it's, it's uh, much more like the level sections of the Dark Zone actually mean something because the NPCs will kick your ass if you try and go into a higher level area. Hmm. Um, so even even doing the route of looking at all the vendors in the dark zone to find the best stuff, that's become more tenuous because you're trying to not attract any of the NPCs because they're always spawned in for the most part unless you just killed them. Uh, so, I mean, that stuff, it's, it's little stuff. But uh, if you did get a chance to play in the beta, the game's mostly the same, just more of it. Um, the only... You know, critiques I would say is there are nitpicky things. Uh, it, it's you know sometimes you get caught on stuff. Um, I fell through the world yesterday and then mm-hmm. managed to materialize in somewhere that I was then trapped. But to their credit, it immediately detected I was somewhere I was not supposed to be and started a countdown timer. The problem is is that since the missions are instanced, if your team has gotten to a certain percentage of the way through it you have no way to get back in with them. Mm. And so that causes a bit of a problem. I didn't get credit for a mission that I had played about halfway through, um, so that was a little frustrating. But beyond that, uh, you know, just little nitpicks. Um, 
I think John has some valid concerns that we'll we'll let him address. Uh, and Turo says 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, j- this was one of the stories I came across uh, today as I was looking at stuff. And and I guess if you're if you're going to address it later, just tell me. But I was just going to ask: Did either of you encounter the issue where somebody basically griefing people in the safe houses by just standing in the doorway? No. No, and really, I don't think it's that big a deal because you could just fast travel. So even if someone were doing it and doing it pretty hardcore, you can just fast travel somewhere else and get out. Yeah, I mean, that's actually things I have to do. Let's just say the the other workaround apparently is as long as you just keep walking against them, eventually the game just says, all right, and lets you through. Hmm. Yeah, that, that that is a weird thing is that, you know, people do have substance and you bounce off them. So a lot of times if people are trying to dodge out of the way of something, you can get hung up on them running into you for like a split second. Um, but th- I still haven't figured out why exactly, and I think we talked about this in the chat, everything else in the game is instance. I don't know why the safe houses aren't. Your base is. So why isn't this just... The only thing I can come up with is it's so it doesn't feel like an empty empty world and you can see other agents in the safe house, maybe? I don't know. It doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah. Are, are you still going or... No, no, I, I'm sorry. It's all you. Yes. Um, I, so kind of leaving off on that point there, um, there's only one communal area, other than safe houses, which there's usually only a couple people, the first base that you spawn into is a social hub. You have no reason to go back there. Oh, is Once that a social you, hub? I didn't even realize it. Yeah, that's the, so, that's the social hub, the place where you first spawn in. So they made it so you have zero reason to go back there. Once you leave, once you start adventuring out, you open up the post office, there's no reason to go back there. So what is the point of making that the communal hub if there's zero reason to go back there? And that's something that really bothered me. Maybe that's where people will go for post-game stuff? Maybe. I don't know. Um, it, it's really weird, yeah, because I was trying to figure out why they did it too. Uh, not not that it was a social hub. I didn't even realize it was a social hub, so good on you for noticing that. But, yeah, I, I don't understand why any of them exist for any reason, really. Yeah, I mean, well, there is proximity chat, so if you are in the social hub, you can chat with random people, um, which is quite funny when they're trying to kill you and they're talking, you know, S, and then you just own them. Can, can, um, can, we, can we stop for just a minute to explain what happened last night? Yeah, go for it. So, so we had an opportunity, Matt, just to, to kind of elaborate. We mm-hmm. had an opportunity where we were in the dark zone, and we killed the waves, and there were three other people there. (laughs) And because there is local chat, now John and I were on party chat, so they couldn't hear us, but we could hear them because they were on in-game party chat. Mm -hmm. And so they're talking, and they're talking, and I hear one of them say, hey, do you want to go rogue? And so John and I kill them instantly. And John tells me after the fact, oh, man, did you just see that? We totally took those guys out. And I'm like, well, yeah, I only did it because they were being asses and said, you want to go rogue? He's like, uh, that was me. 
<laughs> I'm like, I feel kind of bad now. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that these guys randomly killed for no good reason because yeah, John's whispering good. sweet nothings and, in the marks. And it wasn't like it wasn't like it wasn't like uh, they we came within this close to time. We murdered them. We murdered <laughs> them bad. to high hell. It was horrible. Yeah. So is is aside from the whole pre-rogue thing that was throwing people off, have they changed the rogue mechanic much at all? No, not at all. Um, there's less of it because of the other mechanics that they implemented, like the waves for extraction. I mean, the most common place that you're going to get jumped is at the extraction point. And because they're constantly spawning these waves and you're having to deal with them at the extraction point, you have less of an opportunity or desire to try and jump someone because you're probably going to get killed too in the process. So there's definitely not as much um, much in the way of people going rogue, but the penalty of going rogue is significantly higher. Uh, Mark, you probably don't know this yet because you haven't been killed while going rogue, but I had the pleasure of getting destroyed here uh, about an hour ago. And the, because ranking up is so much faster, ranking down is also so much faster that you lose like a quarter of a rank, almost a half a rank every time you're killed by uh, while, while going rogue. So the penalty is significantly increased. Um, so I think that's also something else people are, have realized, and so there's less opportunity to go rogue. But it was really fun steamrolling three people this morning, just over and over and over again. So, so um, let, me, let, let me ask one question, because I thought about this on the way in, and we haven't had a chance to talk about it. So the way that the Dark Zone works now is that you have, uh, you have one um, instance of it for level 1 to level 29. And then no. you have... Oh, is that not right? That is not right. Um, it's 1 to 14, and then 15 to 19, and I don't know what's after 19. Okay, so this is something dumb that I just realized on the, on the way to work this morning. Did we not find level 30 chests in there? We found rank 30. The tiers... Oh, so it's broke by level. Correct. The tiers are by level, so level 1 to 14. But you could be a level 14 and rank 30. Oh, okay. 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 That that makes sense then. I didn't realize that because I'm like, why you'll never be able to open those chests in those instances otherwise if you you know, if you Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I so mean if I grind if I grinded it out, I could probably get level thirty in one day. Rank thirty, excuse me, I could get rank thirty in one day. Yeah, it's pretty fast. Yeah. So just to clarify for those who aren't familiar, the levels are your traditional levels, that's your character levels. You probably you primarily earn that playing the game proper. And then the dark world rank. Dark zone rank. Yeah. Dark zone rank, whatever. Same you thing. actually, this is something I realized yesterday, you gain zero experience towards your traditional level by being in the dark zone. You only gain dark zone rank. So if you go in at 20 and spend, or if you go in at, say, level 12, and you spend... 10 hours in there, you're going to come out level 12. You might be ranked 20 by then, but you'll only still be level 12. Hmm. 
which is kind of good because, for instance, in the 1 to 14, if you really want to start rolling people um, and want to be griefing them, so you could stay. You can go in at level 14 and stay in that 1 to 14 rank, but continually get upgraded in better armor. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. So, like this morning, now I didn't start it. They started it. <laughs> but a level 11 attacked me in an extraction zone, and I was level 14 and just rocked them. And then a level 8 and a level 10 jumped me from behind, and I rocked them as well. And then they kept spawning back in trying to take me out, and I killed them like five or six times. I was level 14 with the best Dark Zone gear I could buy at the time, and they had zero chance against me. At each tier, at each bracket, you're going to be able to do the same thing. But your gear continually can get better because once you get up to rank 30 you can buy the highest-end yep. gear. Hmm. So, that's, so, it, so if you want level, it forces you to go back to the regular game and play the regular game. Correct. But if yep. you don't care about your level, then you can still compete. Well, I mean, there, there is going to be a plateau. There is going to be a plateau because you're only going to be able to get so good a gear at level 14. You know, if you want to, I mean, yeah, if you want to own people in, you know, for level 14, great, but why? You know, eventually you're going to want to do PvE stuff where you get, you're going to need to get better gear than what you can get at 14. Yeah, and right now I'm only running into maybe one to two people um, per per trip into the dark zone. There's very few people. There's not a whole lot of chance to PvP. So I don't know what that happy level... You know, there's a lot of PvP games that are based off a of level that you find a kind of happy medium where if you max out the level, it's not quite as fun. But if you're kind of somewhere in between, no. you know, it's better PvP. Um, you know, I don't know what the happy medium is going to be in this game. If, you know, if, if getting to level 30, rank 30, is going to be your your spot to, to PvP or if doing lower level is. Um, but... Uh, so far, it's fun. Um, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Uh, although the graphics are good, they are not what was originally advertised multiple times, including one video that was captured on Xbox One that supposedly it had the little quotation at the bottom that said video captured on Xbox One or however they word it. Um, it's nowhere near that quality. It's still good quality, but it's not quite what what they um, they led it to believe. And I know Mark is going to slightly disagree with that, um, but it is true as well. Is it on par with what it was in the beta, or is it better? I'd say it's on par, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's on... I, I think it's a little better, to be honest. I, it seems like there's some higher-res textures on the buildings. Um, I would I would expect that. You know, it's, it's small stuff, not like not like light years ahead. And yeah. I I agree that it is nowhere near the 4K quality or the you know that Xbox video that John is talking about. It is not. It is not that. That being said, it's not do, a problem. Yeah, and I do think that it's pretty still. Like I was saying in the chat today, I will see the rays of sunshine shining between two buildings. And I'll just kind of stop and stare. Um, it's still a muted color palette, and I still think 
that you know that shows, but I don't think it's that bad either. But I, I definitely get where John's coming from, and even Matt, you said it too during the beta. It's not anywhere where what they originally advertised. Um, something you didn't bring up that we've talked about multiple times in chat, or other and other people have brought it up, is the horrible script. Yeah, <laughs> it's horrible. It's it's like, so bad. It. I don't, I don't know how they did this. It is like worse than I ever could have imagined. So this, I big, would... so the only thing that was still drawing at me was the story of this game because the world and how everything went to hell and you're trying to save it and stuff is intriguing. I I, is. I, I like the concept of the story and the things. That was the one thing that still kind of tugged at me about this game was. <laughs> Playing through the story part, I, I still don't really have any Dark Zone desire, but you know, playing through the story to see how this all happened, and I was really kind of hoping it was going to be this, you know, Final Fantasy esque sweeping story that was going to go along with this. It's not, not that much. the story. It, it's not that the the story is an afterthought. Come on, no, it no, really, I, no, it really is. I won't go that far. I will say that the story isn't that bad, but the way that they've executed it is horrible. Okay. The story is what you want out of it, Matt, but it's delivered so ham-fisted. The script, I mean, the, 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 there are small video vignettes that you find, and those are just fine. But the, the scenario writing is so bad... <laughs> That, I mean, there's still the one scene, and, and every time we <laughs> every time we get in the elevator, she says, "I can't believe that Madison Square Garden looks like this." And I say, "It's okay because your parents are dead, so they won't see it." And then two seconds later, she chimes That's in, like, "Thank God my parents aren't alive to see this." I'm like, that is the most... No one would say that, ever. No one would ever say that if they actually love their parents. So that wasn't and just I, placeholder script. That's actually... No, no, that's, that's, the, that's the level of every mission that we have done so far. Oh, my God. Uh, and I, one of the things that bugs me the most about the voicing is when you're running past civilians... You could be nowhere even near them. You could not be pointing your weapon in any direction, and they'll throw their hands up. Whoa, man, be cool, be cool. I don't, I don't want any problems. It, it's like, I don't know, and it's the same, like, four, you know, sentences. So it's the same thing say. that was in the beta. <laughs> yeah, over and over and over and over again. So apparently there is some way to put your weapon away, and they won't do it if you do that. I have not figured out what it is yet, but I saw it in one of the cutscenes, like one of the, okay. the, the things. L2, R2, L3, yeah. Shift, F5. Um, the, the powers are really interesting. Um, the perks and the abilities, all three of those, um, pretty interesting. I would say that I still feel that the, the skill trees or the power trees are a little limited, but for a first entry into what will definitely be a series, it's fine for now. Um, they have a lot of borrowed um, systems. Like, I have a skill that uh, allows me to, if I've got, like, a backpack, and it's got a skill I don't use on it, 
I can actually I have a have purchased a skill that allows me to reroll that stat and Diablo 3 style it will give tell me if you reroll this here are the different possible outcomes and I just pay money until I get the one I want. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but I do feel like the powers are unique. There's just not enough of them. Uh, and you actually do have three power slots, not two. So you've got left trigger, right trigger, and then you have left and right trigger, which can only be um, used via a signature skill that costs the most out of the, the powers tree, um, or the skill tree, for that wing of the uh, section you're building. But then it does some pretty pretty interesting effects uh, for each of the three skills, signature skills, so... So I still have. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask because I this is something I I saw a headline on it and then I lost the article and I didn't get back to it. But uh, microtransactions or real money stuff, I guess, in the game so far has it. So we're not far enough. Has it has it has it impacted you in any way yet? Okay, so we're not far enough in the game to comment on that yet. Okay. But I will tell you that I've seen what they're doing. Um, when you hit level 30, there are things called Phoenix Credits. You can get Phoenix Credits by playing through a third difficulty of the, of the uh, story missions called Challenging, which we didn't even know existed until yes, you know, when the game dropped. Mm -hmm. um, so there's now Normal, Hard, and Challenging. You get Phoenix Credits... We don't know what they unlock yet. So, short answer to your question is, it is not impacting our game in any way, shape, or form right now. Yes. Will it impact <laughs> at level 30? Maybe. But that's going to be pretty... They, go, go ahead. I thought they came out and explicitly said, we are not implementing any pay-to-win microtransactions. So, pay-to-win is different than any ma my microtransactions. I'm imagining yes no. that these Phoenix credits are going to be used for apparel or other um, other cosmetic changes. That okay, but that's not affecting our gameplay. Right, That's that, and that qualifies the statement, we are not having any pay-to-win transactions. Right. So I, have well, a I don't care. That too. Yeah, I know you don't, but I, I actually might care if I want a specific... You know, if they have something, if he can have I his can... monocle and top hat while he's killing oh. people, he will do whatever he can do to totally get his monocle and do top whatever hat. is necessary to get my monocle okay. and top hat. I have absolutely zero problem with microtransactions as long as they do not give a player some advantage in combat. Yeah, they can look like whatever the heck they want. Uh, you can have all the emotes you want. You can do jumping jacks all day long. You can do push-ups. I don't care. Doesn't bother me, but I do have a problem with pay to win because there's right. a lot of people out there that have unlimited amounts of money, can buy whatever the hell they want, and I don't find that very fair. Yeah, I mean, and, sorry. And I was glad. No, I was glad to hear that they said they are not doing pay to win transactions. Yeah. But I have a feeling that that's what all these Phoenix credits are going to be used for. And to be honest, since they haven't shown us any real new endgame content until June coming out, if they say, oh, here's our big March update, and here's 
the store for that, and here's these awesome apparel items that you can get. I'm totally down for that. You know, grinding, that gives me a reason to go and grind the missions, you know, yet a third or fourth time because maybe I need to do 50 of these challenge missions to get my top hat and my monocle. Eat. Oh, and for the people that, it's funny you say running a mission two and three and four times. It's funny you say that. I watched a video today and I haven't had a chance to, to verify this, but apparently you do not get bonus experience for running missions a second time. Nope. Only credits. You get, right, you get kill experience, but even the kill experience between doing um, a normal difficulty and a hard difficulty kill per person is only like one to two experience higher per kill. Mm-hmm. So there is very little, if any reason, to do hard difficulty because the Dark Zone gear is significantly better than anything you're going to get outside the game. So unless you're so different in level. You were you were not on last night when we discovered that and the fact that you can't get more medical tokens if you redo a medical mission. So those are the two things you don't get by redoing it. But you and I will do every single mission on hard, and do you know why? Because that's how you get the trophy. Yeah, but that's at level 30. Right. Right. So we'll wipe them. not level 30. Yeah, I know. We'll wipe them up, but we're going to do every mission on hard. Yeah. And Matt just fell off the internet. I was going to say, that was weird. (laughs) Um, I also think, so I've noticed some glitchiness. Uh, You mentioned the getting hung up on things and kind of weird movements, but I've also noticed some serious glitchiness with uh, indicators, voice indicators. So, like, you know, Isaac talking to us. I remember, you remember a night or two ago how it just completely went dark for me? There was no... Wow, we're moving. Yeah, sorry. I've got to multitask. Multi. Wow, you're going to make me seasick. What? Well, nothing. Hi, C-sick. sorry. Hi, welcome back. Out. Yeah, you fell off the internet. There. Yeah, but not really. That's the weird part. All right. Someone's joined us. A wild Turo appears. See, every time I do this, I'm, I I feel like I have to do the Smashing Pumpkins. Flashback. 1979. Wow. Oh, I go. I went Pokemon, but whatever. You can do that. So yes. Um, other Turo has actually played the division too, so he he can also give you a uh, another perspective. But yeah, um, imagine a worse version of Destiny. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, imagine what Destiny was supposed to be, but good and not space. And amazing, and scary, and and terrifying. So, um, did you did you fun. have any more like like real issues with the game or <laughs> issues? No, not so much issues. Um, I do want to say because uh, people have been comparing it to Destiny or or asking that question. 
um, how good is it compared to Destiny? Because in the early times of Destiny, when it first came out, it was very fun, engaging, but it got quick, extremely old. Uh, got old extremely quick. So there's two kind of points I really want to make on this. Is one, I find the Destiny combat almost better, um, in the sense that Destiny is more of a run and gun. Kind of dodge back and forth, running across. You know, you don't have to just sit behind cover, and you can get out there and move. Um, where <laughs> I'm sorry, can I just talk about real quick the the party we were in last night with Austin? Okay. So there there was a guy who apparently had never played cover based shooters before. Oh, he kept yeah. running directly into the line of fire. <laughs> He I'm was like, a Call of Duty player. Yeah, he was. And, and oh, I'm like, uh, no. he's like, oh, getting into cover is helpful. And I'm like, you think in a cover-based shooter it might be? Mm. Sorry. Yeah, and no, no. And that, that takes me to this point. Um, although I really love Destiny for the run-and-gun kind of mindset, um, the Division is so much not that. The Division is much more Call of Duty meets you got to be in cover, cover-based shooter. If you're not in cover, you're pretty much screwed. And being able to transfer cover, like we were talking about earlier, and what I noticed the difference between the beta and this one is you can transfer cover locations some pretty staggeringly long distances, like a half a block away, you can engage the corner. Um, but I do find transferring between close quarters cover can sometimes be very glitchy. Like, you, you're meaning to go to a crouched location, but instead of crouching, you're kind of standing out in the middle and everything getting shot at. So that's kind of frustrating. Um, I, the, yeah, uh, I think that coming off the wall is really too easy, as it is right now, because I find myself actually... I'll go crouch to somewhere, and then I'll pull back on the stick to do like to move over to the left on the wall, and I'll actually come off it. Not all the time, but sometimes. I, I wish the stickiness of Gears of War was moved over to this because yeah. it was pretty much instant. It was like you get to a wall, I was like stuck. And then it was like you are not going to go anywhere and you move and snake with the wall. If the wall kind of comes up a little, then you, you yourself move up with yeah. the wall. And on this one, it's like some parts don't register whenever you go against a wall, but your head, your half, the top part of your body is still hiding because you're against one long piece of rubble that it thinks you're behind. And I was like, no, 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 no. And against some snipers on that game, that's, that's an easy dead. dead. Oh, they're, the AI, I think they did a fantastic job with the AI. Awesome. Uh, I mean, flanking it, you, <laughs> making... Penalties to snipers. I mean, it's and then uh, what? What is it? Uh, whenever you're shooting on them, and it's it shows you that they're. Uh, oh, what was it called? Why can't I not think of it right now? The word. Whenever someone is shooting at them, and you can, it, it's just oh, awesome. They're suppressed. 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 Yeah, it's, it's yeah. awesome that they 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 respond to that. They're not gonna just be like, hey, there's bullets flying at me, huh? It's yeah. They're like, I'm not picking my head out until you stop shooting, and or someone you know circles around and blah blah blah. And, and so the, the precision of it, John and I's favorite thing to do is we'll wait till because they'll get the icon over their head that they're getting ready to throw their grenade. They'll click the it. 
yeah, shoot the grenade, they drop it, they immediately start trying to do another one. That one explodes and catches them on fire, and then they drop the second one and explode and catch on fire. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. Double barbecue. But my biggest prediction is that this game is going to become extremely repetitive and boring very quick. Unfortunately, because look at it, we're only a we're only a day and a half, two days in, right? And I already have fifty percent of my uh, base upgraded. Wow. I'm already rank sixteen. I'm level fifteen, and I really haven't even been trying that hard. And there are plenty of people that are much higher level than me. Um, already, you know, halfway through the story missions, I just. I think within a week to two weeks, we will all be level 30. We will all have completed everything, is and then the we're just... Right now? Yeah, max is 30. Okay, And then, and then we're just going to be running off. the dark zone over and over again. I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping they give us a reason to grind for those Phoenix credits. But they haven't yet, so we'll see. I would love some sort of mechanic... Like in MMOs, World of Warcraft, EverQuest, whatever, where by doing high-level content, you can earn certain currency to be able to save up and buy, like, epic raid gear type stuff. I really hope they do something of that nature. Yeah, but because then that that'll... Hmm? Isn't that pay to win? No. How is completing like high level gear, high level content raids, like the Underground or the Survivor expansion that's coming out, completing that to to gain currency, not purchase currency, but play to win, not pay to win. Yeah, but I have a feeling that these Phoenix credits are going to be pay to purchase or grind to purchase. Do we so, know that you can purchase the credits? I believe that I saw something before launch that showed that you could purchase Phoenix credits. If you can purchase the credits and it does purchase gear, I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Not that they care about my opinion, but I got a problem with that. If it's just a new currency level, just like regular currency, dark zone currency, and then you got this third currency for top tier content to get top tier gear cuz so far in the beta we saw what they call You're sounding like um, destiny. You, you should stop talking. That sounds like destiny. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's only if in a week, that's only if in a month they change the type of currency and make you have to re-grind for all the gear. Just Yeah, there's no problem with adding in an additional currency or having planned an additional currency. What's wrong is Tuesday you have the best gear. Wednesday, you're completely crap. That is a problem. But but that my point was I don't even know what my point was. What was my point? Um, destiny. I don't know. No, not destiny. I know. I know. <laughs> not destiny. Um, okay, so it looks like you cannot buy the Phoenix credits. Yay! Then that's fine. And it is used to buy in-game gear. Then that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That will give us a reason to keep playing. Although that store has not been implemented yet. Apparently. Alright, I'm cool with that. I do like, I think one of my biggest complaints about the beta was the spawn rates. And I am so glad that they fixed that. 
running in a circle for 15 minutes, not encountering anything, was just amazingly stupid. <laughs> now it's like, please, God, don't let me encounter anyone between point A and point B. <laughs> exactly. Now you can't even go from point A. To, you can't go from the extraction point to re re uh, um, to restock without having to either duck and weave or you know clear something, which sometimes can be annoying, but it's awesome that it's constantly engaging. And it sounds like they really upped the. Uh, the the mobs or whatever you want to call them big time uh, too because they were not an issue in the beta really at all oh no they're Except serious they threats you. yeah they're serious threats in this in this version of the game even lower level ones like me being level 15 with good gear taking on four or five purples or yellows that are level 10 can still get me rocked and killed pretty quick wow so. All right. Well, we've we've spent about forty minutes talking about. Uh, yeah, it could have been forty minutes of us playing. God. <laughs> but whatever. I'm sorry. What time did you get here, Taro? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I have to look pretty for the audience here, and I have to smell proper because you can. Yeah. Well, I wore a collared shirt, so there. Whoa. <laughs> I have a V-neck that is my pajama shirt. Pajama shirt, V-neck. Thank you. And so, one of many nightcaps. Oh, dear. So, Mark, did you uh, play anything else before your, your adventures into post-apocalyptic New York? Yeah, I played... Um... It's calling to me. Mm, I know. Smite? Uh, I'm, I'm good. Oh, yeah, I played Smite. Um, no, I'm blanking on the name of it. Um, Firewatch. Oh, okay. Firewatch. How was that? Really, really good. Play Firewatch. It's, um, if you like story-driven games, play this. It's a little bit of mystery. It's a little bit of, uh, I will tell you that the opening to the game, second game in history, almost brought me to tears. Wow. And that was just the opening. And it was text-based. <laughs> That's how good the writing is. Wow. So, Harry if you Potter like, made me cry. Uh, if you like story-based games, check out Firewatch. All right, it's it's definitely been on my list. I've just, just plenty of other things, so I've just been holding off on it. Uh, it it is it is an actual game, unlike the Telltale. Um, it is an actual 3D engine, first-person kind of exploration and interaction game. Um, so there is that, and it looks really, really, really pretty. It's a cartoon stylization, but still really pretty. It captures landscape really well. Um, also, we got Yokai Watch in our house. Yokai, you want to be your friend? Yes. And um, sorry, my phone started to die. What, we actually got the Yokai Watch, and when you put the discs in, I did not know this. There is a theme song for each type of yokai. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so that was uh, amusing going through all of our discs and listening to each one. Um, she did get the uber rare legendary uh, disc, so that's cool. And I don't think she's actually started the game yet, but we have 
that side of it all done and all and the yokai was done. And just to be fair, because I gave up on the anime really quick because it got really annoying really fast, I happened to be thumbing through channels after everyone else went to bed and there was an episode on and it was very different from the format of the early episodes. So I don't know if they changed formats somewhere in the series or if this was just the one. But it was the actual story of Jibanyan versus the one you learn initially. Mm-hmm. And it was actually really good. Man, it's, it was... it's all done by level 5, so I was really surprised to hear you say that it was crappy. Because they usually put out super quality stuff. Right, I know. And that's what that was the thing that confused me about the anime. So I was like, is this just North America screwing something up, or is it what? I don't know what was going on. But the again, this is just a single episode. I have no idea where in the arc this one fits. I just stumbled across it flipping through channels because I actually have old school pay for television. And what I know, who does that anymore, right? Um, do you have that thing called a phone line? Actually, I do because my internet was cheaper with it. <laughs> and that's You're called old. a landline. <laughs> <laughs> who has a landline? Wait, wait, do you have a party line? No, I, I my my grandparents had a party line their entire the their entire uh, lives. So I, whenever I was there. Yeah, the party line, but no, I've n- I've never actually had a party line uh, of my own or in the place where I lived. But I do know what those are. Yeah, mm. yeah. I can what imagine your your or your. Uh, well, and the funny part is, is the the one who where it was is actually at uh, the bottom underneath my finger here. <laughs> yeah, it was totally you, Taro. Oh, I had a party. Yeah. I had a party line in the Ozarks, but they did do away with them eventually, like twenty years ago. Yeah. So. Oh, I, I gotta say this. So, um, uh, the Des- Destiny is playing. Or Destiny, God, the Division is playing in the background and uh, on my TV, and I'm sitting in a safe zone, and I can hear gunfire and explosions coming from outside the door. That's beautiful. I mean, some of the nuances that they did, the little things, the little textures, the sounds, they did an amazing job. Even if I harp on the graphics a smidge. I love um, the snow. I love the night. I love yeah. the lighting. Oh, uh, we, uh, Mark was talking about the color scheme was a little grayish, a little dark, or bland, I think you were calling it. Mm-hmm. But it was. it's almost like they added that because of the gloom and what has happened. So I feel that was very appropriate, and they still made it... I mean, not that that doesn't make it look pretty, but on top of that, it just looks so damn pretty. Oh. Yeah. But so, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, our, our initial reviews favorable. There Much. are problems with the game. It's not perfect. Um, sure. Very few show are. Us a, show us a perfect game. I mean, but I mean, the real. I mean, it's definitely is, worth sixty bucks, whether you yeah. plan on PvPing or not. It's still absolutely worth it. The gameplay loop is really, really fun. Um, I, I don't think that the shooting is just... It's just a hair below Destiny, but I like the options for the gear much more. Much, much more than what you found in Destiny. Yeah. You can really personalize it to the way you want it in this mm-hmm. game, provided enough time and grinding. So I'm, I'm really happy with that. And you don't lose all that stuff when you decide to get a new gun that's better. You just take all the mods off, put it on the new gun... And you're ready to and rock. It's, it's a couple of clicks. Boom, 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 done. 
Oh, and in Destiny, there was really not that big of a deal between picking which skill you wanted to do, whether it was strength or whatever. I can't remember what the three skill types were, um, the stat the stat types. Um, but there was really not that big a deal, oh. regardless of which one you picked. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some reduced your your super, some reduced your your grenades. You know, your melee, whatever. Um, it wasn't really that big of a difference. It was more of a I sign. like how... Yeah, it's like, okay, cool, I want to have faster grenades, sure, it's not going to help me that much, but awesome. In this, prioritizing your DPS, your health, or your skill power huge. is huge. And I awesome. mean, you're talking night and day difference I'm uh, between... And I have, right now, I'm a medic build for the most part, and I had really low skill power. And it was taking forever for my healing stations to heal people. I started upping it, and I can wa- I can visually see that I am healing people faster now. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So it's an I'm, amazing difference. Yeah, it's it's huge, and I'm now it's causing me to rethink my entire build for my character since I want to be a healer. Maybe I don't do DPS at all, and I just focus on heat, you know, health and and skill. Did you guys talk yeah. about the fluidity on how easy it is to connect and matchmake and find people like two button presses? Have you guys talked about that at all? No, go ahead. I just I thought it was just awesome how the fast travel works, how connecting to other people was just, just really quick and easy. Um, moving one, from one place to another, uh, trying to get to your teammate, which fast travel, or even going on matchmaking or going to a mission and then just hitting a couple of buttons just to look for people, and it's boom, boom, boom. There's plenty of people online, and it just it was so fluid and easy to get a hold of someone or a group of people to try to play with you and then just run a quick side mission. It is, it is so easy, and there's, not, there's hardly any wait time to do that. And to me, this is like one of the first true next-gen, if we can use that word again, game. And it's awesome. I love it. I love it. I really do. I know Dave was worried that I would like off myself or off other people if this game wasn't good because it was the reason that I bought my PlayStation 4. Um, but I can say I will not be offing myself or <laughs> exposing myself naked to anyone. It's a great <laughs> game. I'm really... Well, my wife maybe, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, Poor eyes. <laughs> She, she can't see that well anyways. That's, that's why she married me. Anyway. <laughs> Bonus. She's standing right here laughing. By the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that the game is really a lot of fun. If you like squad-based shooters or cooperating with anyone. It's better. You don't have better. to do it. You don't have to do it. But it's so good if you do. Mm-hmm. Really good. Matt, I haven't seen you online, and I have a PS4. <laughs> Matt, I'll I cover it. this I one. I love it. No, no, I no. Love it. No, no, no. I love it. I love it. We have purposely not slut-shamed him, for, for, for lack of a better word, into trying to peer pressure him into buying the game. Churro is the one that does it. Churro, <laughs> who's never was, on the PlayStation. Who, who had to sweep at least five time. inches of dust off of his PS4 before he could find like, the slot it to was put the ish, disc in. Yeah. But, yeah, I was excited to play with you guys, and then I just don't see Matt anywhere. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. Well, I mean, 
That's, we that's collectively right. decided that the division would not be a good fit for Matt. He uh, he was not too impressed with the beta, uh, oh. and he's got such a big backlog of games and TV shows and movies that he still hasn't touched. That okay. you know, we did a group decision, and he decided that he wasn't going to invest the sixty dollars into it. I forgive and you. And we've we've told him we weren't weren't going to you know pressure him into. To, to buying it, so no no okay. prom night sex for him. So hey, I, I still have a, a very solid lover in Fallout Four. I'm not going to be done with this game anytime soon. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Especially since the DLC is going to start dropping this month. So really, that's cool. Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. so any so I think uh, I think we made it through Mark's game list. Oh yep. man, that's still. It's been that's an hour. The, the, yeah, that, well, that's all the further we well, are. We, we were here to talk about the division. Oh, I guess we all played the division, almost. Matt, yeah. Matt threw it to Mark and was like, what have you been doing? And he just straight into the division. Nice. Didn't even talk about anything else. Well, right. I did, well, I did I name did. the podcast The Division Cometh. So that's it was awesome. Kind of a there you go. I did play other games before The Division came out. But what uh, the? Uh, darn it, I Xbox turned off. <laughs> <laughs> How did I even... <laughs> that scared me. I was like, noises! Darn it. I, I have to go. Uh, I'm actually really late for dinner. So oh. I go and I will see you all next week. Thank all you right. for running tonight, Matt. No problem. All right, see you later. See you. Have a good night. So, John, have you played anything besides The Division over the last week? Yes. Um, so I've been splitting my time between Spite which is, uh, I think Mark already talked about it a little bit, but um, kind of like a uh, over-the-shoulder third-person, um, you know, uh, was uh, it's a MOBA. It's a MOBA, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's fun. It's it's something that I can play with friends. It's not something I would play by myself. Um, I get really frustrated with it, um, but I enjoyed, you know, doing some, some cooperative with you guys. And then I've fallen back in love with uh, The Last of Us. Um I can honestly say I think it's probably the best game that was ever made. Um, it is, in my, yeah. In my opinion, um, you know, games like Final Fantasy VII, uh, Chrono Trigger, old school RPGs. You know, I could pick them up, I could play them again, but I couldn't play it back to back to back. And uh, I've set out to get the platinum in The Last of Us, and if you haven't looked at the platinum in the trophy way. list, yeah, it's not like complete. You know, this one mission get a trophy. Complete this one mission get a trophy. They are all 100% all of them. The pain in the ass trophies that you dread going for. Collect yeah. 100% of everything. If you miss one thing, you can't go back and get it. Um, hardest difficulties multiple times, and so recently I just played through on the hardest difficulty once, beat it, got my trophies, and then there's you have to play through on New Game Plus. So I'm actually going back through a second time, back-to-back, on the hardest difficulty, getting my second round of trophies. And the thing that sets this game apart from pretty much any other game ever for me is that it tears me up. The story in it is just it's it's brutal. Yeah. And it feels real. 
and it you know it's something that I can re- almost relate to. Like I can I can feel those feelings that the characters are uh, that are feeling. And I I messaged you know I I posted a picture a while back in the Hangout chat. And there was this one spot in the game where you go underground, and if you're doing a good job collecting notes, you know, it's a group of survivors that the notes continually get more and more grim. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, found this friend, he's really nice, he, he, he's joined us, um, and then it starts getting just grim, like, we can't find someone, you know, the infected got in, and it finishes off with this message on the ground that they they didn't suffer. And it's, you know, you could see small children covered in a tarp. Mm-hmm. And it's like, God, that is so rough, and it tears me up every time. And no game has ever been able to invoke that kind of emotion in me multiple times in a row. So... Yeah. You know, I, I, I think about going back and playing that game again, and I get emotionally exhausted just thinking about it. Yeah. It's like it's, yeah. It's, it's almost like that movie that you really love, but you don't want to actually stick it in to watch it again because it's just going to tear you up to go through it again. Um, yep. It's, it's got the same kind of impact as... Uncharted, but whereas Uncharted is kitschy Hollywood action comedy thing, this is like the professional. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. one's Indiana yeah. Jones and the other is like uber, like real. It's just yeah, that game that they're. they're and- I think what did it for me is if you haven't seen the making of The Last of Us, don't watch it before you play the game. Watch it afterwards because it's spoilers. But all of the cutscenes, which there's a lot of actual cutscenes, mm-hmm. you know, not just in-game banter, but actual cutscenes. And all of the cutscenes were done um, with both parties involved in motion capture suits. So all of the mannerisms and the shrugs and the hand movements and body language, it's all there. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that was, you know, digitally done, you know, through animation or whatever you want to call it, is just the, the facial features, you know, the eyes and the mouth. Everything else is 100% true acting and interaction between the cast. And I think, I think that shows I think that that's what makes the biggest difference for me is, you know, during the making of, you see this one, I'm sure everyone's played it, um, but if you haven't, there's this one scene really early in the game that's pretty tragic for the main, one of the main characters, but they saved that scene for the very end of the making to actually shoot the scene. That was one of the last scenes that they did in the whole game. Wow. And the connection that, you know, they had, it was just brutal watching them shoot the scene because you can see that the main character, him, his the real person, is just so heartbroken over the scene. And you can see it in his face, and in the real world face, and it translates perfectly into the game. 
Yeah. So so that's what I've been spending my time with. I've put probably 150 hours into oh, wow. um, The Last of Us over the last you know month or two. So. Not to mention, personally for me, probably one of the best endings, if not the best game ending ever. Yeah, it's not very often a game maker says, we made the game in our eyes for what we wanted, and we won't apologize for giving you for not giving you the option to choose the ending. Right. You know, there's a lot of games that you know you can choose whether you do A or B. Not this one. It's we made it the way we wanted, it, the way we thought the characters would do it, and deal with it. Yeah. This isn't a, this. This is you living their vision of this story. This is not. Yeah. This mm-hmm. isn't. This isn't, uh, you know, Fable or uh, yeah. Infamous or something like that where you have some, some player agency. This is... Mm-hmm. But still, so. that, that that's exactly the ending I would have played out, too. It, I, I can't imagine the ending going any other way than what it did. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so if you're watching this and you haven't played The Last of Us... Um, Please do. Please, 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 please do. You won't regret it. Um, even if you put it on the easiest difficulty so you're not challenged uh, at all and you're just doing it for just the sheer story and gameplay of it, I promise you it'll, it won't, it'll be worth it. It'll absolutely be one of the best games you've ever played. If and not... It... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I say if not the best. Yeah, and it is available on both PS3 and PS4. Um... It's to look. I have only played it on PS3. I've never actually played the PS4 version, but it's it's gorgeous on the PlayStation 3. So it's it's obviously going to look really good on yeah. the PS4 as well. Uh, gameplay on the PS4 is uh, pretty similar in terms of quality of graphics. You have a little bit better textures, uh, but it's it's more fluid. Um, and if you plan on doing any kind of online play multiplayer, it runs at a full 60 PS uh, PSI. Um, uh, FPS. Higher <laughs> <laughs> pressure in here. Holy. <laughs> my my work deals in in pressure stuff, so that's kind of just <laughs> given for me to say. I went straight to car stuff, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> so it's it. You can buy it at most game stores on PS3 for only ten fifteen bucks, um, and then you know, brand new PS4, you're looking somewhere around twenty or thirty, um, and it's worth it. It's worth every penny. Yeah, it's ten it's times like- over. It's one of those once in a lifetime, probably experiences. So it'll be one of those. It'll be, it'll be the Final Fantasy VII, the Final Fantasy VI. You know that style where it lives on forever. I don't care how old you get. You know it's still considered one of the best games ever made. The Last of Us is in that same category where I don't care how long it is, people will still be playing it because it's just that good. Yeah, no doubt. So, Terrell, aside from The Division, Hi. what have you yeah. been up to? Um, well, uh, obviously I play Clash of Clans. Um, it's still fun. I still haven't put any money in it, so proud of that. Uh, grinding like crazy. Thank you, thank you. I'm actually playing a free game. It's still free. <laughs> uh, and then they released a game called Clash Royale. And I, it's kind of like a MOBA, I think it is. Yeah? I'm going to say yeah. Um, it's really fun. You can keep playing as many times as you want instead of waiting for troops to get done in Clash of Clans and then attacking and then stealing someone's gold and elixir and stuff. This one, 
you got some cards. You got to put them down. Try to take the three towers. If you take the main one, then you win. That kind of thing. It's a pretty quick. Uh, there's a timer. Uh, once a timer gets to a certain point, you get double elixir, so the game gets really fast then if you haven't gotten anything or any towers then. Really cool. Uh, get a bunch of uh, chests to open uh, to uh, get more cards, to get new cards, and then the more trophies you get or the higher level you get, you unlock a whole set of cards that you can get. And it's really, really fun. It's a really good time waster whenever I am uh, waiting for troops to get done on Clash of Clans. Uh, so it's a really, really neat. Like, yeah, really, it's a really neat game. It's awesome. Um, I also got an iPad Mini uh, for free. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I, I thought iPad Minis were the stupidest thing in the world, but then if it's free, it's the best thing in the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like, what? It's a bigger iPhone, and I get to just play games on it. Woo! Um, it wasn't really free though. You had to buy something to get it. No, I was Mexican. I just. Bullet? <laughs> yeah, Mexican. That's what we do. Anyway, um, no, no, do not. <laughs> oh, this would be a good segue for politics right there. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? Gosh. I'm an anchor baby. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> so, thank you, thank you. The only nickname that I hate. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, it was free. It was left here, forgotten. I didn't even realize it was still here from one of my roommates that just jetted. Oh, on, on rent. that is so, free. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Did you leave a link to his iTunes so that when you buy stuff, it actually goes on his credit card? Though? Oh, no. Oh, gosh, that would be awesome. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, no, I just did the whole, I forget what it's called, do the, and then restart it all. Anyway, um, awesome. Then I played, uh, we finally figured out how to link accounts on one Xbox One to another. And uh, I am able to get free games that my friend has bought on his Xbox One and 360 games. And he is now able to get anything that I have bought on the 360 that is on the Xbox One and Xbox games. So he's buying The Division, and I'm able. To, I'm going to be able to play it on the Xbox One as soon as he buys it. Log into him, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, uh, he also has Spelunky, which I haven't played in so long. Uh, I don't have it. I had it because I uh, profile downloaded it on my 360 and then I couldn't do anything about it. But he has it on his Xbox One, so I was able to get it. So I love Spelunky. It is one of the funnest games I've ever played. It's different every time and it's very frustrating, but you can't put it down. So I've been playing Spelunky like crazy. Um, he also has Rocket League, which I played a little, a couple of rounds on uh, the Xbox One Xbox Okay, it didn't do anything. Um, and the uh, so Spelunky, Clash Clans, Clash Royale, Rocket League. I played this game called Hulu Plus because there's a bunch of new shows out. And I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, and beer. <laughs> beer. Always beer. Um, so I, uh, have been gone. I was, uh, sick last week, so... Um, yeah, are you better? Yeah, yeah pre better. pretty much. I, I, I have muted a couple of times to cough here, but it's, it's, uh, all That's, no fever, nothing, nothing Everybody really has that cough, man. I've been trying to get rid of it. It keeps 
coming and going. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, yeah. I actually uh, actually found out how they. I didn't know they could test for the flu, but now I know they can, and I know how they do it. And I'm not terribly fond of the process, but you know, hey. Is it in your butt? No, thank God. Oh, okay. It's not well, that bad. <laughs> no, they, fine. Do, they just shove a cotton swab up your nose, up into your sinuses, and it feels really funky. What? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it feels I'd rather really just funky. be like, I think I have the flu. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're really weird about, at least at the, the place out here, they were really weird about They They didn't want to just kind of assume I had it. They really wanted to know. They didn't want to assume I didn't. They didn't want to assume I didn't. They, they really, really, really wanted to know. So I was like, Wisconsin is weird. Well, or here is weird, too. Who knows? Um, There's a reason for that. What's that? If you want to know what it is. Yes. Well, because they, they got to track it for CDC stuff. Well, yes, yes. Um, the flu vaccine has, like, a number of strains included in it. So right. not every flu is the exact same. Some of them have small yeah. mutations, and so if they don't figure out, so if, you know, you're sick, which strain do you have, they don't know what to put into the flu vaccines and what to account for. Right. So they try and keep track of all that, so that way the the flu vaccine is not 100% effective. You know, some years it's only 20%, some years it's 80%. It just depends on which strains they put in and which strains are more prevalent for that particular yeah. cold season. And, and how quickly so, it mutates again and yeah. bypasses the, the, the vaccination. And the only way to do so, that is to shove cotton swabs up Matt's nose. So Yes, yeah. <laughs> It's fun. So the lady was like, I had, I had done these tests a lot, and I was never really sure what they felt like, so she's like, I did it to myself, and it feels really weird. <laughs> I don't think I would trust myself to shove a cotton swab up my... Yeah, no. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, aside from cotton swabs up the nose, uh, I'm still playing Tap Titans. Um, I'm finally getting to that point where I can, like, get to level 600 really quick. <laughs> Just so I'm, what... About twelve months behind y'all. <laughs> wow. Um, so uh, yeah, still, still, just you know, every once in a while, and I'm really bored or frustrated on a phone call, and I need to pay enough attention that I can respond to something, but I'm not actively participating enough that I can can do something else. So it's that weird position where I have to be paying attention, but I'm bored because I'm not really actively doing anything. Uh, so then, or my clone know, can get to like a thousand. <laughs> I don't even have to do anything. I just hit it and walk away for two and a half minutes and come back. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I'm not there. Uh, but you know, so I still I still muss about. Um, you know, I have to choose when I prestige carefully because there's a lot of work involved in getting that all set back up and and stuff. So uh, I don't do it very often. So uh, also played the Smite Alpha. Um, you know, it, it's a game. Yeah, obviously, it's a game. It's a game I don't mind playing with someone, and if someone's going to tell me where to go and what to do, it's fine. I don't... I'm, I'm never going to be a person who's in there and directing people and making decisions and, and stuff. Um, I've only played since the 3.01 update once, so Joust is still completely different now, and I, I don't quite get the how to... I get the basic concept of it, but I'm not you know, we had we had the old Joust figured out pretty well. The new one's just kind of weird. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I, I still don't understand the 
the different role names or, you know, why you go to the left camps instead of the right camps or any of that stuff. That that all still is just like mystical, magical mumbo-jumbo to me. So, like I said, I, I'll play with people, and if somebody wants to tell me where to go and what to do, I'm, I'm cool, but it's, it's definitely not something... I kind of figured out what it is. It's basically like a game that starts in post-game content, and that's all it is, is just post-game content. So realizing that what I don't like about things like MMOs is post-game content, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just not I'm a right driver. there with you. I completely agree. So uh, also played Lego Batman 2. My daughter and I have been working on Lego Batman 2 for... I don't know how long off and on now. Um, really, I mean, we beat the game. We've made it through free play on like half the levels. We've been trying to collect characters because that she wants to. She doesn't want to finish playing it until until we've gotten all of the characters. And the thing I've noticed about Lego Batman Two, and it kind of impacted on subsequent ones, is characters are a lot harder to get. They're a lot more expensive, or studs are a lot less populous. I'm not sure which it is than it than in the earlier Lego games. Um, so this seems to be the one where it really kind of turned on that, where it turned the corner on that. Um, it's way, also led me to try out, uh, pick back up Lego Marvel superheroes, um, and I, I found kind of the the same thing is that it's just the stud resources aren't quite what they had been in previous games, um, or in the earlier games. So, uh, just kind of going back through the, the Lego games, uh, I never did finish Lego Marvel Super Heroes. Uh, I meant to dive into it pretty hard, but I <laughs> fell asleep playing it, so uh, yeah, <laughs> did, didn't get too far there. Um, I have played both Galaxy and Galaxy, Galaxy, yeah, I can't even say it, Galaxy and Broforce, uh, which were the two PS4 free games with Plus for this month. I really like Galaxy, but it's brutal. Um, did you play? Did either of you play it at all? No, not yet. I down. I I uh, purchased it from the library uh, or from the store, put it into my library, but I haven't played it yet. So it's broken up into, if I'm remembering the menu correct, five episodes or five seasons, and each season is five episodes it will only save your progress between seasons. So if you die in the course of the five episodes, you start over at episode one for the season. Mm. I haven't made it to season two yet. <laughs> um, it is, it's hard. It's fairly unforgiving. Um, and each time, you, you basically get a... a high-level credit, I forget what it's called, each time you complete an episode, or you're in an episode. I'm not sure if it's complete or in. And when you die and you start over, you get uh, the, the, the store exchanges those high-level credits for regular game currency. So at least when you come in, you don't start at zero. You can, you know, your missiles are completely restocked. You can buy the first couple basic upgrades to get your ship up to where you can do it, but from there it's all about collecting scrap is what it's called, to be able to buy further progress or buy a ship health. That's the thing, from from episode to episode within the season, your ship does not heal itself. You have to buy repairs for your ship. Mm. 
So if you get stuck in a really bad battle where you're up against like two hammerheads and a giant bug and you get down to one health, to go on to the next episode, you get the option to buy one additional health. So you could have two or three episodes left to go through and only have two health. Um, now, Brutal. As, as you go on, if you can survive and keep that, you know, you later on you can buy a third and a fourth health back. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard. It's it's not. It's fun. I enjoy it. I like the game. I like the style. Um, but it's not. It's not for the weak of heart. I guess <laughs> it's it's pretty brutal. All right, then. Um, but again, I will. I will at some point put the time into it to figure out how to do this better than what I've been doing because there there are a couple of enemy types that are just flat out brutal and missiles are exceedingly rare so you learn to try to not use them unless you have to and I tend to realize that I need to just a hair too late and then I end up in that situation <laughs> where my shields are down, I've got one piece of health left and I'm in episode two and I'm like... Um, Broforce uh, is Broforce. I I've only played solo. I haven't multiplayered it at all. Um, it's a little annoying in the aspect of every time you rescue a captured person, it switches your bro, and as near as I can tell, it's random. So you could have a spot where you really need the Arnold from Commando Bro, and it switches you to MacGyver Bro, who is, in many situations, kind of useless. Um, yeah, so that uh, my favorite one is the Blade Bro, actually, so far. The, the one for, for uh, Blade is, is a pretty kick-butt character, aside from the limitations on his ranged combat, but his individual power is pretty ridiculous. Um, so uh, it's it's interesting. It's unique. Um, I could see picking it up and playing it for a while. I'll probably play it long enough to unlock all the bros. Beyond that, I don't know. It, was, it wasn't my choice. It wasn't the one I wanted for free. Um, but I'm not going to, you know, look a gift bro in the mouth. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that pretty much balances out what I've played. I have this nagging feeling I played something else of relative significance, but I didn't write it down, so, um, now, we've got a, we've got a short amount of news. We talked a lot about The Division, and I, it's, it's too bad I didn't think about this Well, Mark was still here, but both of you have played The Division, and Turo made the statement that he felt that this was his first truly next-gen experience. But what I heard him say, it wasn't because of graphics. It wasn't because of gameplay. It wasn't because of the game, really, per se. It was because of the social aspects and how they were worked into the game. How fluid it was. So, like, I remember when Burnout Paradise came in. And how easy and seamless it was to go online. You hit, like, the right D-pad twice, and you were online. You didn't change. You didn't go through any loading screen. You didn't hmm. do anything. You were still trolling down the same road in the same car you were in before, but now you had access to the online competition and the online partying stuff. 
And I remember when that happened, and Mark and I were just like, oh, my God, this is the, the evolution and the beginning of... It's kind of like what I thought Chrono Trigger was going to be the template for RPGs from that point forward, and then nobody made an RPG anything like Chrono Trigger for forever. Chrono and Cross? No, Chrono Cross was not anything like Chrono Trigger, and it came a long time I, after. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but um, the, uh, the... So that's kind of what I was hearing from Turo on this is that the way that you interact and the way that you can do the social aspects of the I, game... I was talking is, about all of it together, but what right, I really how, liked how it was all how fit together. So yeah. It wasn't really the game that delivered anything. It was more the meta game, and that's not really true. That's not, I mean, meta game actually has a meaning and a context, but I'm trying to come up with a phrase to describe this. The structure it's, of the game and how you interact with it yeah. and others? I just didn't expect I didn't expect the graphics, that attention to detail, the story, the customization, the RPG aspect of it all on top of the fluidity. That's the the one word I really like using on this game, on how everything is just connected, on how as soon as you open a door, it's PVP. It's just so connected. And so, with you know, that, with the graphics, with everything, that's this is the true next gen. If we can still use that word, like I said. Well, see, and that's weird to me because I, I did not get anything like that even remotely playing the beta. But I like that, that was the beta. That was the beta. I'm, no, I'm okay, just okay. saying. I I didn't get anything remotely like that feeling. So I, I didn't get that either in the beta. To the see. Beta, was rush to level eight and then have fun, you know, trying to get stuff in the ZZ area. Right, and I guess I'm looking at John saying, do you get that similar feeling or idea? I know you're you're not as big on the graphics, right? Yeah, I mean, you and I are both probably the graphics hardest critics of anyone that I've talked to. Yeah, I I think they overpromised on right. the graphics. I don't. Can you have a true? next-gen experience these days. I mean, at the end of the life... What's that? And, and what I guess that's what I'm trying to come up to. You know, next-gen to me, I've been looking for something that I would describe as next-gen. The Division kind of promised that, but to me, it didn't get... It's it's an MMO Maybe put in a different box. Which maybe it's I, the, I, the disappointment from Destiny. And what was promised, and yeah, the graphics were pretty, but the gameplay is where it was lacking as far as them trying to update everything or, or change things over and over again whenever you try to upgrade weapons and changing the material that you could do or the grinding you had to do to get to a certain point, and then that just go down the toilet pretty much. I I, and not to not to lessen what you said, but I don't think any of that means next gen. I, I think what we truly... So in previous iterations of consoles, we saw typically it was graphics that made us think yeah. next gen, yes. right? But now we're to a point where that doesn't hold anymore because really the graphics at the end of PlayStation 3, like take The Last of Us, for instance, are not that much better on the PlayStation 4, even on brand new games. I think what truly sets the next-gen stuff apart is the amount of things they can do simultaneously without loading zones, without slowdowns, 
without prioritizing A over B, which is not stuff we're really going to be able to grasp and say, that's it. That's the one thing that makes this next gen. Hmm. I think it's just everything. And it's, it, and it's it has gonna to be make a multiple it, of things now, yeah. Yeah, and it's going to make it, like, fluidity. I think that's what the difference is. Um, and not necessarily so much specifically about the division, but being able to go back and forth in between PvP pretty seamlessly, being able to have so many customizations, being able to... Oh, no, John. Okay, it wasn't me this time. I, I, I froze earlier. I was excited. I, I was liking hearing what he was saying. <laughs> no! Please remember everything you said, John. You're con- you're disconnected. Oh, there he is. Hello? Oh, okay. You're back. Right. Hey, am, am I back? Right. Woo! Okay. okay, you stopped right so, after fluidity. And then go. Oh, okay. So I think, like, just the, the fluid motion between PvP, between planes, above ground, below ground, on the backside of buildings, climbing up things without having slowdowns and load points. I think that's what makes the console games now next-gen. It's not so much the graphics, because graphics really aren't that that much better. The next time we'll see a true next-gen graphic iteration is going to be true... And, and Hold on. True VR. Not necessarily what we're about to see. Immersion. That's when people are really going to, I think, see this next step up. But right now, I think it's just... How many things can we throw at a player all at once without having to sacrifice anything? Yeah. That's what makes yeah. this next gen. Without sacrifice. And Mark Mark is blowing up my PlayStation right now with invites. Of course he is. That's all he does. <laughs> I turn I've on had, the PlayStation. I, he is an he is an invite uh spammer. Yeah. I've like, had twelve invites. <laughs> in the last 15 minutes. Do you need to go because... We'll... Do I need to? No, but I feel bad abandoning you. Well, that's okay. I mean, it, it's, it's at least I got Turo now. If it was going to be just me, you know, our, our zero viewers would be bored to death. Um, but, Do you have uh, any other questions for me? Or did, did, no, no, did, I, I, did I cover it pretty well on that, that answer? Yeah, I think you covered it on that. I, yeah, I... I I don't I don't want a counterpoint because I don't want to necessarily get into a whole huge thing, but I I'm still struggling to see a significant difference between the division and World of Warcraft. Uh, that's that that's I, my thing is is can the division really be a next generation next generation experience when I really can't see a significant <laughs> difference structurally between World of Warcraft, which is, what, a 20-year-old game or something now, and The Division. Gameplay style aside, that that's, you know... And that, that's where I'm... Is, is, is this even a valid conversation anymore? Is, is there such a thing as a next-gen? Is it just a term we've gotten so used to using that we don't know what else to say? That's why I was like, if we could still even use that term, because everything is current-gen, but it's hard to be next-gen now. What is next-gen? Is, is VR and AR going to be next-gen? Or is that just like a side thing? You know? Well, I don't think, I don't think it's fair to compare uh, computer to, to consoles. Um, no, because I mean, upgrading and stuff. Yeah, you can if you're willing to put money into it. You can. I mean, you can 
dumb. Yeah, World of Warcraft is not 20 years old. Thank you very much. I'm not that old. Uh, not like some people on well, this so panel. In, in like computer um, years, it's 20 years old, isn't it? Okay, in computer, yeah, in computer years, sure. Uh, it's like 10, 12, 13 years old. Because I was in college when it was playing it, and I'm only 30. So, it's not that old. I got a couple um, years on you, Skippy. So. But, but you could dump money into it and be able to continually upgrade and advance with their updates. Well, you and, can't... and that's why I was trying to ignore that aspect of it, but you're saying, like, you could instantly go into a PvP experience in World of Warcraft with zero load. Mm. You could. If limited, right? But if, if you wanted to just go attack that dude over there, you could do that with a right click. You, I don't remember you can do that. Yeah, can you, you do that? Challenge. I thought you had to be in PvP yeah. zones. Nope. Oh, oh yeah, you can challenge. challenge. That's right. That's right. You could challenge. That's right. Now, yeah, so, if you want to go full, full on PvP, you're right. You have to load into another zone, and that's yeah. a bit more work. But so, if you are wanting to really assign the word next gen, like you're not wanting to erase the word, you just want to define it, then what I originally said. But I would agree with you. There's really no. I mean, there's really no next-gen anymore. It's just continual advancement, speed, and a little bit of quality and, and graphics. But I think the amount of things that they can juggle all at one time is really what defines next-gen. I think that's the main thing. Fair enough. I'm sure this argument, or not argument, we're not arguing, this discussion will be evolving as as we go forward. So, Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that I feel something next genish with No Man's Sky, but like I said earlier today, it's either going to be an amazing win or an epic fail. I don't think there's any middle ground on that game. It's, it's I don't see... Well, what would make it an epic fail? All um, the promises that they've had and it just fall apart? Like what promises? Uh... What have they promised? They say It's going to be... If, if oh here's one if, if I start we, getting ganked in the back of the head by other players then or if we statistically find impossible really really easy I, I know but if that's what I'm saying is if, if a, that type of stuff doesn't actually pan out but that's something they promised and yet if I can find Matt in thirty second or thirty minutes you know I didn't expect to find him the entire time that I'm playing this game and yet I found him in thirty minutes I'm like oh well this game is not as big as they I thought they said it was gonna be. And I don't know. I don't. I I think I think success or failure for this game is going to be hugely individual. Like if yeah, it's yeah. like what you're saying earlier. If we go in there and some people are going to Mark's going to learn seven languages in this game. He may never get to the galaxy's core because you know he never made it to Diamond City. So he may just spend his entire time skirting the outer rim of this galaxy universe, whatever it is learning seven different alien languages. And he'll come onto the podcast and go, and start talking in tongues. And that that will be his experience, and he will feel that he got something out of it. I might get in there, scan three or four planets, realize I'm not really getting anything out of this, and put it back in the case and walk away. 
you know that that would be yeah. that would be the fail aspect of it. But I I think what I've come up with is it's going to be hugely personal as to whether you feel this game was a success or failure. Not that it isn't always that way, but there are some games that you can generally say failed. Uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. And there are generally games you can say succeeded, The Last of Us. And there's some empirical ways that you can measure that. I don't know that this game is going to really have that. Did they succeed on delivering a universe that has a quadrillion and three planets? Okay, yes. So 18 quintillion. Whatever. Uh, So that's a success measure, but... Does that mean the game was successful, or does it just mean that they were really good at building a virtual universe? I think the biggest thing for me, and and I bet other people will will follow this, is there's no goal in the game, so to speak. You know, you make the game whatever it is to you, just like you're saying. You know, it's going to be individual. You know, what you take out of it is going to be personal to you. But I think if people don't have... If they don't set their own goal, whether it be, I want to be the best sky, you know, space pirate. That's what I want to be. I want to do whatever I need to do to become, you know, the top space pirate. Or um, I want to focus on getting to the core of the universe or getting to the the center center of the galaxy or whatever it is. I think if people just go into it with just, uh, you know two-second attention span, I'm going to go here, oh, look at that shiny, I'm going to go here, oh, look at that shiny. I think people are going to get bored with it extremely fast, and I know I'm worried about that for myself. Um, That if I don't have, if I don't set an actual goal for me to accomplish, that I'm just going to wander each planet I come to, and then I'm going to get really bored with it within a week or two. Yeah, I still feel like there's got to be something the game does to engross you. I'm I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I think you're right. You were, but there's got to be some hook, right? Like, how do I even know I could be a space pirate? Not that you want to limit yourself like that. I know that's that's limited old school game thinking is what are my options versus right. making your own option. But, you know, if I'm going to be a pirate, I'm going to make that choice. I kind of want to have some idea of what that is going in. You know, I don't... Sure. So, so where where is the hook? Where where's what's going to grab you? Is it just strictly that you can go to the, all these different planets and they're going to have things? But now it's sounding more like maybe the hook is actually just surviving, because it's sounding like you're going to start from pretty dire straits and be scrabbling, scraping by just to just to survive and just to keep on progressing. So, is it just going to kick in that survival instinct in you? And just and I think going that way, and I think that's what it is. Um, from everything that I've seen, he never really Sean Murray never really comes out and says there is a, that hook that you're looking for. Right. You know, you're gonna make the game whatever you're gonna make it. But that video I linked earlier, I know you didn't get a chance to watch it all. Um, that guy talks about it because he played for about 40 minutes of actual gameplay, what he's gonna experience, and it is survival. He was dumped on a planet with extremely low temperature where he couldn't survive outside for very long, so he had to to scramble to find shelter to warm up. He didn't even have a ship. Um, 
So he had to scout the planet to find, you know, resources and eventually find a ship. So it is going to be survival-based from second one. But after that, I don't... He hasn't... No one's alluded to the fact that there's that hook. That it's just be what you want to be. Do what you want to do. And that's very similar to Minecraft, where it's just you kind of do what you're going to do and... You know, no one, nothing can stop you from whatever you're going to do, and hopefully it keeps your interest. Yeah. And that, that, that part concerns me a little bit because my interest level in Minecraft, even just from a conceptual level, is, like, negative. But spaceships, so... Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, well, we better let you go before your PS4 breaks from the number of invites sent in a single, you know, time Storage frame full. or something. Storage full. Too many, too <laughs> yeah. many invites. Too many messages. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone watching, thank you. Have a fantastic night, you guys, and uh, hope to see you on Turo. And yeah, Matt, I'll have fun tonight. with Rope Horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, right, guys. Have a good night. All right. So now we are actually finally going to get to our news. Thankfully, it was a fairly light news week. Uh, yeah, we got 15 minutes. Go. <laughs> 15 minutes. Go. Um, so yeah, it's the division. It was a division discussion, and we, we, did, 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 <coughs> we will. Did. There is a reason why it was called the division cometh. Yep. Um, so we'll just kind of burn through some some news here. Um, unfortunately, my uh, neither of my rock band compatriots are here tonight to to go mm. on about this. But rock band developer Harmonix has confirmed it has broken ties with Mad Cats. And we'll be partnering with accessory manufacturer PDP, which stands for Performance Design Products, for the ongoing development of Rock Band 4. Uh, this will not happen until later in this calendar year. So till then, Madcats will still be the peripheral support, and they will still be selling accessories and the game bundles and such up until such time that the official handover to PDP happens. Uh, this comes directly after Mad Cats announcing that they let go about a third of their staff and uh, not having and having some rather dire financial reporting that happened for the last quarter. Uh, also, you know, a lot of their leadership uh, resigned or uh, moved on in one way or another. So, uh, no real details yet as far as what's going to change in the peripheral designs. Uh, my assumption would be that they will produce something very similar to the Mad Cats product. Uh, I don't know if there was any patents or anything involved with what Mad Cats did in terms of uh, the type of the with the controllers with the peripherals. I know they went through a lot of redesign, especially in the guitar. Uh, with the fret buttons and, and the type of buttons and things that that used uh, as opposed to the old rock band one through three gear. Um, I'm, but it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, I, I still need a second rock band for guitar uh, because it really sucks for that other person who can't log into their account and get trophies and stuff when we play. So now I'm like, well, do I get one now still well it's mad cats or do i wait and see what the pdp folks put out and you know is that going to be uh, better I different i would say wait because <clears throat> i've had such a problem with mad cats 
they lost all my data on my PS1 memory card. So <laughs> I will never, ever forget Excuse that. Me. And they yeah, also the infamous lost all my Mad data. Cats PlayStation and, 1 memory cards. And the memory card from the N64, I trusted them again, and they failed. And from that moment on, I was done. I was done with everything, anything Mad Cats. So I say wait. And it's going to be a thousand times better. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, cool. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know that we'll actually be able to hold out that long, especially once playlists get implemented next month. Um, and if online play happens before, I, I, I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. Um, unfortunately, this week's DLC was all One Direction. Uh, even my kids <laughs> kind of went, yeah. Um, that, that was not necessarily that good this week, but, uh, now with the crowdfunding plan or attempt to try to get the game ported to PC and revive for PC only, at least mm -hmm. at this point, the rock band network, um, it, it's an interesting time for rock band. I, I know neither rock band for nor, uh, guitar hero did as well as they wanted to. So that's kind of bad, but at the same time. It's it's keeping them hungry, so they're not down. They're not, not out yet. They're, they're down a little bit, but they're not out. So uh, something that happened in the world of your beloved Xbox. Turn on. Um, <laughs> uh, the, this last week was the closing of Lionhead Studios and the cancellation of the Fable people. Fable people and the cancellation of the current the the Fable game they had in development. Um, Fable I, Legends. I, I was not a fan of Fable, and I was not a fan of them coming out with Fable Legends. So I know so, there were some people out there that were, and I was like, it it, it, it was still a very popular series, um, yeah. and it it and it, it accompanied along with some other rearranging of studios and personnel that they did in the European zone. Um, specifically, I think it was mostly in the UK. So there was a lot of, of, of unrest, uh, a lot of discomfort across the, the Xbox community about this. Um, and, you know, the X, the, uh, Spencer's come out and, and tried to allay everyone's fear. You know, there's nothing wrong with Xbox. Xbox is, is here. We're still developing great, great content for it. We still have a great plan. And, the, and uh, you know, he apologized for, you know, any distress that this, this caused folks, uh, you know, Lionhead was, you know, that's the, that's the house that, uh, that is a bummer because I, there is, there is a big fan base on those games. So yeah. And that, that is the house a, that, uh, Molyneux made. Right. So, yep. uh, you know, that, that there's some real history at that studio and that's kind of like, that would be kind of like Sony shutting down Santa Monica. Right. I yeah. mean, it was kind of that level of event if you want to look at it that way, comparing it between the two different studio houses. So um, I, I don't think that this is, is a huge issue. Obviously, uh, obviously the game was not coming together or something was not, it wasn't aligning with their strategic vision or something, right? I mean, to use the big words. Mm. So uh, no real, no real word on what happened to a lot of the employees. If they got, uh, the opportunity to move on to other things or if they got just let go or if they were rearranged into other development houses and other studios. 
Um, so uh, anyone who is out there and is uh, needing to look for for new employment, we uh, we we uh, you know you're in our thoughts and good luck with that process. And, and hopefully something comes together soon. Um, if you were able to be realigned into another uh, venture with with Microsoft, then uh, hopefully that'll all work out as well. Um, so yeah, a little bit of shakeup in the the house of the Xbox, but. I uh, don't think there's any long-term real implications of, of this. Um, also, another thing that's been uh, bothering Xbox of late is uh, Xbox Live. Xbox Live has been suffering an atypically large number of outages and issues with their service online services. Uh, some hookups or some hiccups here and there. And now I know people still dig the P dig take digs at the PSN for being down all the time and stuff. I'll be honest, I haven't seen an unscheduled outage on the PSN in forever, but I don't live on it either. So yeah. I, I don't know. I people still have this impression that it's down all the time. I haven't uh, it's just, seen it's because it. it makes the news and 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 yeah, it has been down quite a bit, but on the Xbox Live uh, comparing to both as far as the news that I've heard about PSN being down and actually experiencing Xbox Live being down, yeah, it's a lot uh, It's a lot as popular whenever Xbox Live is down because whenever it is down, it's not down as long. You might go and get some groceries or go watch a movie, come back, and it's there it is. Um, yeah. I mean, the so last outage... The only differences that I would see. Yeah, and the last PSN outage wasn't that. Yeah, it was longer than you'd want it, but it wasn't even in a. It wasn't even a a, a consciousness period long. So mm -hmm. you know, and most of it for me didn't impact me because it was during my workday. But understand, there are, are other people who were hoping to have that period available anyway. So uh, Xbox is obviously very aware of this, and they're not. <laughs> I guess I guess the one thing that that PlayStation has at its advantage is it's got a little better idea of what they want to do, where how they're going to compensate or what uh, is going to happen if when these events do happen. Uh, but so far, Xbox is still in the thinking stages about if there's going to be any form of compensation or. Uh, I guess yeah, that's the only word I can use. Compensation to the to the Xbox Live Gold Live members. Uh, Major Maybe Nelson I, is yeah. has confirmed that he has brought the idea up to Xbox leadership. They, I've never. Whenever I did have a problem with them, I would call them and say, "Hey, Xbox Live was down. My brother was in town, so I could play with him, or I had my family to come over, or or I had nieces and nephews to come over, and it was down, and I was really bummed because this is the only time that I could do it." Whenever they did stuff like that they would add a month or three to my xbox live thing they wouldn't give me anything else um i don't think yeah they never gave me a game they never gave me money um i did get money it was weird i got an email saying oh yeah you wanted uh thanks for being an xbox live dedicated member here's twenty dollars they just gave me twenty dollars <laughs> Like, that's okay. okay thanks i'm gonna give it right back to you oh there you go. That, that's and then uh, and so that that has happened but only because i i actually have no clue why they did that uh and, but as far as if you call and if you say hey i was really bummed it was down while uh it was an important matter of me trying to have it 
family members being over the only time that I can get on or, or something like that. Yeah. They'll give you a month or three or, or something like that for free of Xbox live. They'll add it to your account, but that's the most I've ever seen or experienced my personally. Yeah. So as far as them, major Nelson, especially getting involved and talking to the higher ups, that's, I mean, that's cool, but I could see it backfire and have a lot of people try to take advantage of it and then them like not do it again. Like, you know what? There's an outage. Sorry. Deal with it. Yeah. I mean, like this last PlayStation Network outage, I had absolutely no expectation of them doing anything for it and that they gave everybody a free day of plus mm-hmm. who was, who was a plus member. Um, yeah, I guess it's, it's, it's something I did. It doesn't woo me one way or the other, but you know, I guess for some people, at least it's the perception of, of responsiveness, but uh, you weren't on when I brought this up earlier. Uh, oh, Mark and, Mark and uh, John didn't really have any idea about this or any thought that this was an issue or anything, but they came across an interesting uh, article and it can only make me go just shake my head because it's like really I, I don't understand why people buy one of these big huge game things and then the first thing they try to do is figure out how to make the experience miserable for other people but apparently there is a small percentage of uh, some percentage of folks who are going around and standing in doorways to oh, on the division in the division to get in what other do they call it way. what do they call it i, um, I didn't see griefing. griefing griefing yeah well okay generically griefing yeah that that the basically the the big one seems to be in the safe houses Excuse yeah, me. they do the surrender and they cover up the doorway right at the beginning of the game. But they said that as long as you keep running at them for uh, after a couple of uh, seconds or you'll so, phase through them and yeah, that's the fix. But it is annoying that people would even do anything like that. Like, but yeah, there's going to be buttholes everywhere, and that, that's the thing that just melts my brain a little bit. It's like really that you went and you spent sixty plus dollars on this huge experience of a game so that you could find a way to make other people's experience a little bit more miserable. Mm-hmm. And people call me uh, moody or whatever. I don't know, <laughs> dark or depressing or whatever. I mean, that's just that blows my mind that that's the, the, the first thing somebody would try to do. And John said, yeah, well, you can just fast travel anywhere. So he had no idea why it was a, a problem or anything. And like you said, that you, you just keep, as long as you just keep pushing the stick mm-hmm. against that direction, eventually you'll just phase through it. But anyway, yeah, just chalk that up to, I don't understand people. <laughs> um, one of the sales going on on the PlayStation side this week is a another one of the series sales that they've been having recently. And this time it is Assassin's Creed on the game side and the Hunger Games on the movie side. So uh, if you are looking for uh, an Assassin's Creed game title that you missed or didn't pick up, or you're just looking to jump in uh, on the, you have a whole list on the PlayStation three and PlayStation four of Assassin's Creed titles that you can choose from. Um, Unfortunately, no. There it is. Never mind. I was going to say uh, Syndicate for the PS on the PS4 wasn't there, but it is. 
Uh, actually, the Assassin's Creed Syndicate Gold Edition, which is normally $90, is $36. So, um, some, and the regular edition is $30. So for six extra bucks, you get whatever comes with the Gold Edition. I'm not currently aware what the difference is. Uh, but for a, what's a $60 versus $90 game, uh, regular price, you can get $30 versus $35, $36. Uh, for on the PS4 for Syndicate um, has all of the Chronicles games on sale that have been going on. Uh, Black Flag on the PCS PS3 you've got Assassin's Creed 2 and 3 Ultimate Edition, uh, Brotherhood, Freedom Cry, Liberation, Black Flag. Uh, so basically, you've got you've got a, a lot, not all necessarily, but a lot of the games. And they seem to range from about five bucks to, I think the highest one is that thirty-six for the gold edition of uh, Syndicate. And then Hunger Games, if you like them, if you want your preferred venue to purchase those for viewing, is uh, the PlayStation Network. They are on sale. Uh, another thing that's coming across the PlayStation is the Doom closed beta dates have been announced. Mm. Um, so the if you, if you purchase Wolfenstein: The New Order, you'll be able to experience a Doom multiplayer uh, beta in the weeks ahead. In the weeks ahead of the game's May launch. Uh, the closed beta will start on the March 31st and run through April 3rd. Uh, if you're unclear about the eligibility requirements, you can go to doom.com slash beta. Uh, you'll have team deathmatch and the recently reveal, re revealed warpath mode and two different maps to try out. Um, and a bunch of new stuff that has not yet been released will be available in the beta. Uh, if you, um, were interested in that, uh, and then uh, you should check that out, especially if you have uh, access code for the uh, for the beta. Something interesting here going on, and I don't know why this page is all of a sudden formatted like this, but okay. Um, so one of the challenges to getting games from other regions has been the importing challenges and having to go through things like play asia for importing from japan well starting now it appears amazon japan will ship video games internationally so if you're looking for that japanese game that either you just can't wait to get the localization for or isn't going to be localized uh, you know, Dead or Alive Extreme 3, you can now order that directly through Amazon Japan and they will ship it to you. There is an, there is an import fee. Um, I believe, if I remember from when I was reading correctly, no, okay, no, there is no import fee, but you do pay the international shipping charges. Um, so, if, if that is something you are looking for or looking into, that is another option available to you. I typically don't, so I'm not going to try to go into much more detail than that. But um, something that I came across today that I, I, 
I don't use the Firefox browser, but I might just download this just to try this. Oh, I love Firefox. What are you talking about? <sighs> it, it, What's wrong with it? Explain. Not, 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 not the right time or place. But um, okay, the the uh, Firefox browser has a new. Uh, I, I believe it's a plugin. I, again, I haven't actually gone through this. I haven't actually tried it. But if you have, sorry, excuse me. If you have some legitimately and legally obtained. NES ROMs that you would like to play in 3D. And I'm not talking about put on a pair of glasses and have, you know, things popping out of the screen at you, but actually transform a two-dimensional game into a three-dimensional diorama space. There is a plugin called the 3D NES emulator, and it will take any NES ROM and attempt to make it three-dimensional perspective. So it's still a two-dimensional game. You're still playing the game exactly like it would be, but there is depth to the field. So instead of walking on a flat, you know, brick thing, it will have depth to it. Uh, there's a, the example of the opening sequence to the original Castlevania. Instead of just walking on a, a stack of bricks for the ground, you have a flat surface that your character is moving across. It looks like a paper craft um, diorama is what the kind of the effect ends up looking like. Some games it works That's really cool. well. Um, the the original Mega Man, the the, the first couple of Castle or the first Castlevania uh, look really kind of cool with this. There are some other games that look kind of nightmarish and horrifying when you when you apply this to. Um, it is a it's still in a beta. This is not a fully developed uh, thing, but it is is very interesting. Um, from the videos I've seen, like I said, it's it's almost enough to get me to download Firefox and try firing this thing up and, and see how how it goes. But it's the exact same game. It's it's not the game itself hasn't changed. They've just come up with a way to extrapolate the two dimensional image and give it layering and depth. Um, so yeah. If you want to check that out, that is called the 3D NES emulator, and uh, you're playable through the Firefox browser. Uh, and I remember, well, okay, we might as well just tie up our division news. I didn't realize I still had another piece of division news out there, but tie up our division news as if there was any doubt. The launch of the division has been an amazing success for Ubisoft and hey. has broken all of their records, right? Yeah, I so mean, uh, look at all the other games that are coming out. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, every I have I haven't bought a game in so long because there was nothing. There is nothing. Yeah, it's it's been a little been a little sparse on the the they, they top tier. They hit it just right. There is yeah, dry. It was a little bit dry. Uh, it's yeah. a good multiplayer game early in the year. Um, I mean, it's after Christmas and whatnot, but uh, it, I I was like, wow. When I bought it, I was like, I haven't bought a game in so long. This is <laughs> scheduling. They they were geniuses. So good on them. Yeah, this hit it hit at the the right time. You know, mm -hmm. people were were hungry and ready and. 
Um, do I think the game is everything that it was promised to be? No, I don't think it was. Do I think it's, it's a great coming up too? So yeah, true, true. So, um, with this, apparently this was an interesting fact and I haven't dug into this, so I'm not sure what the other, other titles are, but according to this article, Ubisoft now has three of the top four most successful new game launches in the history of the gaming industry. So uh yeah so yeah total digital full game sales of the division set a new single day company record uh does not give any actual numbers but i'm sure we'll see those coming you know next month at the latest uh this was valid for today, so if you still want to go check it out, you probably can still get this, but you sh were able today to snag another year of Xbox Live Gold for $40. Um, that is from the Microsoft Store. So uh, go into your, uh, log into your account uh, through the Microsoft Store, and you probably still can. Not seeing any updates here that it's closed yet. Uh, snag a 12-month Xbox Live Gold membership, which would normally cost you 60 bones for 40. Hmm. Uh, PlayStation Store uh, is retiring its Spring Fever sale in which they would feature a game of a week, game of the week for X number of weeks, six or eight, depending on how many games they had. That game would be uh, on discount for pre-order or purchase the week that it launches uh, and then would subsequently go back to full price. However, they are doing the exact same thing and calling it a launch party. So oh. launch party 2016 will be starting here soon. Uh, the games that are involved are 10% off for pre-order uh, and... If you pre-order any launch party title from PlayStation Store, you will get it preloaded, so they will be available to play right away, and they will be 10% off. Uh, the games are, starting uh, the 15th, so next week, uh, Salt and Sanctuary, Day of the Tentacle Remastered is the following week. Week after that is Enter the Gungeon. After that is Stories, Path of the Destinies, after that is Invisible Ink, and then finally Alien Nation. Uh, you can read up on those titles, uh, what they are. Uh, the full price, most expensive one of these is $20, so you're not looking at you know $60 titles or anything. Um, Day of the Tentacle Remastered is also cross-buy with Vita. That's probably the one that I will actually go ahead and do because I never actually finished Day of the Tentacle back in the day. So uh, this will be my. How fun attempt. was that game? I I kind of just great. I've seen great things about it, but I I didn't even try it myself. If, if you like the classic Lucas Art point and click adventures, oh, it's probably okay. people will either say Day of the Tentacle or Full Throttle. Generally, is the best one. Uh, you know, everybody's got their favorite. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, that's. This is this is this is it. I mean, to me, this was the game. Uh, I don't even remember why I got sidetracked from playing it. Um, I think I, I think when I went to college, 
I had gotten a collection and I was going to play it again. And then I lent somebody the disc and never got it back, whatever. Um, but, but I, I never managed to actually finish the game. So uh, that, that will probably be the one out of all of these that I'll get. Uh, if you go to the PlayStation blog and look at the post for it, uh, there's summaries about each game. Um, I'll say alienation does look intriguing from a, uh, it is a house mark game. Uh, so, you know, they've put out some really good stuff. It looks kind of like, uh, uh, what's the one where you fight the bugs and the robots and the hell divers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it looks, it looks kind of like hell divers, uh, except prettier and more colors and better lighting. But anyway, uh, if you're interested in that and you're on the PlayStation four side of things, check it out. Um, uh, apologize for the glut of PlayStation news. Uh, I'm I'm trying not to do that. I, I was physically tried to not favor news for the PlayStation Four because I know it is my my preferred platform, but seems to be where the news was this week. Um, in an interesting methodology, we've gotten a preview to what one of the April games with PlayStation Plus is going to be. And this came away, came away in a very odd way. If you follow the PlayStation Plus games in any way, shape, or form, and when they're announced, it's kind of sporadic, and it's usually fairly last minute. A lot of that tends to be with, you know, there's licensing agreements, and there's blah, 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 all the logistics that go through with it. And sometimes I think things go a little too long and you end up not knowing till the last minute because they don't know till the last minute what's going to work. But one of the PlayStation four games that we should be seeing next month is armature studios, dead star uh, is uh, described as a fast paced space shooter. Uh, I haven't actually watched the, any of the videos on it, but the way we found out about this was through PSN notifications to individuals who have pre-ordered the game, refunding their pre-order because the game was going to be provided for free to those who are members of PlayStation Plus. So if you were a Plus member and you pre-ordered the game, you got a message refunding your pre-order amount. That's really cool. Wow. So, yeah. That's really neat. Uh, if you're interested in checking out what one of the games for next month should be, go ahead and look up Dead Star. It is also available for PC, so if you've played it on PC, you've got an idea of what's coming up. But yeah, that, that's probably the most interesting way uh, a leak like that I'd ever heard. That, that's why I had to include that, because it was very Integrated. Them, yeah. them being integrated with what's in the know. Yeah, and, really cool. and, and kind of being good and stand up about it, right? I mean, they could yeah. have just not done that. Yeah, oh, yeah, you put your pre-ordered money down. Sure, fine, whatever. We'll keep it. But, you know, they actually went ahead and refunded that. So. That's really, really cool. Wow. So this last one, unfortunately, I, I, I was hoping to use this as a talking point, but, uh, of course, unfortunately, we, we, we lost uh, our, our one of our members to go back to his virtual... Uh, world or dinner or both. Um, I think he was eating digits, but uh, Riot Games 
uh, is a studio that's known for the League of Legends MOBA. It's you know one of the top MOBAs in the world. Um, they have, based on their success, been trying to figure out how to break into other areas of gaming because we all know generally if you pigeonhole yourself too much, you, you end up being hot for a while and then, unless you're World of Warcraft, eventually you fade into the darkness. <laughs> well, they acquired Radiant Entertainment today. Uh, and that is probably a studio you probably think I've heard of them before. But why have I heard of them before? You may have heard of them because of their game. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm stalling because I lost the title of the game. Cool. I love stalling. Yeah. Uh, Rising Thunder. There it is. I <laughs> on that one console that it's that one game thing. on that one thing um it was uh, they had announced i don't even think this had ever made it uh, beyond alpha play i don't think but it was uh the free-to-play game rising thunder oh no no it okay never mind scratch that it is available and has been available um it was a free-to-play fighting game called rising thunder and this is the one that was built by people by a former uh evo players a former Evo competitive fighting game. So this was a fighting game that grew up out of people who were from the fighting uh, world. And uh, video game fighting, not MMA real fighting. So this was the one where you had the robots. We talked about it a while ago, and that's how this all kind of came together. You had the robots, and the robots were... Yeah, they were kind of cartoony, but and it was seemed like it was a real simple concept. But the the gameplay itself was getting really good reviews because even though it seemed fairly simple, they were since it was built by people who competitively fought in in these games, it had a, a depth and a style to it that was really resonating with with the with the fan base. Now, sadly, that game is no more. It will. They will be shutting down the servers on the 18th, which is nine days from now, and the game is done. It seems odd to me that a developer such as Riot, who is looking to acquire talent and get out beyond the one title that they're known for, would pick a company that has built a product that seems successful and is on the upswing only to kill it. Um, it, It's it's not that they're taking it down to revamp it or rebrand it or anything. They they are flat out killing the game. It will be unplayable after the 18th. Uh, They are, however, going to start working on a new uh, project for... Uh, for their new lords and overseers riot games. We don't know what it is. We don't know what type of game it is. We don't know where this will fall. Um, but uh, it just, it, it's, it's kind of weird because the, this came out of nowhere. Nobody really saw this coming. Um, you know, are, are they going to, are they going to be looking to step to try to bring that, um, Evo fighter mentality into the MOBA space. I mean, I, does, does that need to be done? Or is it the, the MOBA space, as far as competition goes, is pretty well set. 
So are they looking into branching into fighting games? Are they looking to use their, their knowledge and resources for something completely different? Nobody really knows yet. So it'll just be something that'll be interesting to keep our ears to the ground on and, and figure out, you know, where is this going? It's, I don't know. This, this one just seemed really odd to me. You don't, you don't take something that's successful and on the swing up to buy it than to just cancel the thing that they're doing well and are succeeding at. It, it just doesn't smell right. So any thoughts, Turo? It's it's strange, but I'm trying to think why. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just it's just one of those things. It just doesn't feel right, you know. I just can't quite put your finger on exactly there's, what they're doing. I guess there's stuff behind the scenes we don't know. It's yeah, I mean, then that's you know the way these things go, and yeah, I'm sure obviously someone obviously knew this stuff was going on, and there's a plan. It's just what is it, and I want to know very badly. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that and keep an ear to the ground and, and let you all know how that all pans out as things move forward. All right. Well, that does bring me to the end of my stack of news. Whoa. As I said, it was not a huge news day and we actually managed to drag that out a lot longer than I thought we would. We so, opened up a division and talking about division, man. Yeah. It was awesome. So that brings us to, um, I guess I don't have any reader mail. Uh, I uh, tried to solicit some stuff from some folks earlier today, and I did not get any feedback, unfortunately. So uh, it brings us to closing thoughts. Me? Sure. What are you, what are, what are you thinking? No, no uh, bad puns today because I no, don't. Thank goodness. Uh, no, just if you really are into – if you were disappointed with Destiny and really was wanting something similar to that, but was missing something, um, and the whole sci-fi part minus that part, if it doesn't affect you, pick up De pick up Division. It is so good. It's so much fun. Um, and if you want a time waster on your iPad or whatever, uh, iPhone, pick up Castle Royale. Don't put any money to it. It's just a fun little time waster. Um, and go watch 10 Cloverfield Lane because, wow, did they keep that movie a secret. Oh, yeah. I'm really actually looking forward to that movie. Gosh, I, I, mean, I, I love the original it. Cloverfield, which is weird because I hate found footage movies. But uh, I, me and my brother one. me and my brother were well – or my brother and I were well into the whole secret <clears> story <throat> behind it. Right. Like, the guy going to the company and the emails that were found. And then if you got those emails, you were able to find the video of that oil rig uh, getting destroyed. And we don't know how, and then how that last little video of them on the Ferris wheel, spoiler mm -hmm. alert. And then you see it crash, something crash, crash, crash land in the land. ocean. Yeah. All of that, <clears throat> me or my brother and I, we were so invested in trying to get answers out of something that gave you no clue or anything of what was going to happen. So mm. I saw I saw people get up. I remember the first trailer of Cloverfield when it came out, and it just showed the, the, the date. It didn't mm. give you anything, just the date. And people were freaking out trying to figure out what this movie is, why, I don't know. 
and all of this. And I was one of those people. And I just, I remember my brother and I were just freaking out trying to figure out what is this? What is this? What's going on? And I remember finally watching it in theaters. And as soon as I watched it, I watched it again. Like, and I, oh, I watched it with Mark actually. The first time I watched it, they had like an eight o'clock showing. And then I, we went and picked up Mark and somebody else. No, no, just Mark. And we watched it again. <laughs> it was, I love that movie that much because I wanted to see exactly what I was missing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was, I was kind of bummed when they finally released 10 Cloverfield Lane. And I was like, no, no, no. What about the lead up? What about the mystery? And then I saw the date and I was like, that's a, that's a month away, a mm-hmm. month away. Oh my gosh. And then slowly they started leaking out employee of the month. And it was the character that John Goodman plays as emails. And then he had to put in some code and then put in somebody's name and the name that he yells in the trailer. That was the password. They go so in depth on side story and behind the scenes. Like it rewards you very heavily if you're invested in trying to figure out the 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 backstory behind this. Mm-hmm. And the last trailer that showed as a TV spot and John Goodman's voice is is changing. That's a big clue on what we just discovered what's happening um, as far as the emails go. And I'm very, very excited because we just got the last email yesterday on what has happened. And then J.J. Abrams has confirmed that he's going to try to connect both movies in the third movie. So there is a third Cloverfield. I'm excited. I I love that he that these movies reward you for putting the effort in trying to figure out what's going on and what's happening. And and you don't get a lot of that. You don't get a lot of that anymore. It's pretty much like here's what you wanted. There you go. And and these movies really do reward you. They give you a whole other experience if you knew the backstory, if you did the research, if you were, like I said, invested in yeah. trying yeah. to figure out what it is. And I, I, I was one of those people. I was one of those those people trying to figure it out. My brother was like, "Did you figure it out? Is it, 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 check the forums. Did anybody figure it out?" Like I was. We were so nerdy about it, and that was back in. Gosh, dang, 2000, 2008. Oh my gosh, two thousand eight. Yeah, and and then have them having it released this quickly and keeping it this big of a secret, and then now releasing. It makes sense because of how fast technology is. So I love it, and I cannot wait to watch it tomorrow. I'm watching it tomorrow, eight o'clock. Oh, tomorrow. Okay, cool. wow, all right. Yeah, it comes I, out I, Friday, but I'm watching it tomorrow. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably uh, catch it. I'm going to try and catch it next Tuesday on the, on the $5 Tuesdays up here. Um, but, Fantastic. but the, uh, yeah, I haven't gone into the, the meta, the meta game on this. I haven't gone into it at all. I, I did similar to you. I dove into it pretty hard with the original Cloverfield. Yeah. And it was fun. Yeah. And, and the company that he was working for is the same company that makes this highly addictive drink and they drill for this highly addictive substance that's in the bottom of the ocean. And it, and it was just so cool. Cloverfield so cool. monster poop. Yeah. And it was just like, and people didn't know. And then I, I loved, I loved the ending of Cloverfield. And mm-hmm. yet I saw people get up and they were like, uh, that's the ending. It was the monster. I was like, it was found footage. 
you didn't expect a scientist to pick up the camera and be like, I'm going to explain everything to you. No. Well, that, that was one of the, they had like, if I remember right, when I was, after the movie came out, they said they had like four different endings. And one of them was a researcher finding the camera. Yes. And after and he got done watching it, recording his own ending of what happened after. I'm but, so glad they didn't do that because yeah. that is, that is cheating. I think because <laughs> that, that would have cheapened, it would have cheapened it. I mean, it would have cheapened all the work that people like there was forums and websites to try to figure out what this movie was and what the monster was. And, and like I said, the videos that were found in the slusho company all related and it was or Tarta Tartagano or some company. I can't remember right now, but it was so cool to see a, a group of people across the country, across oh, excuse me, or the world trying to figure this out. Yeah. And who else to do it? But you know, JJ Abrams and his writing team and just, it was just so cool. Now, it was very just, interactive. If you can yeah. just manage to make it through part three without time travel, hmm. we will be doing good. <laughs> well, I mean, Ghostbusters is doing it. Why not them? Oh, don't know. I'm going to stop. No, I'll stop. Just okay. stop. Just stop. <laughs> that was so bad. That was so, so, so bad. What time travels involved? You're welcome. But th that trailer, that was okay. just interdimensional. Uh, you, did you see the fan remade tra trailer? No, I, I didn't see that one. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it after the podcast. I'm sorry, but okay. Final thoughts. Your turn. Final thoughts. We rambled forever. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, sorry. Jesus I brought the Christ. the Cloverfield I thing. Bought, I it. bought like five iPad Air twos because of this. Gosh. <laughs> Continue, please. Um. See. So yeah. Final thoughts. Um. The I I don't know. I, I really I'm actually kind of at a loss right now. Um, I Marvel is starting its build up in the comics for Civil War two. So um, so far the setup stuff that's going on for the current event, which I think is called Standoff, um, is is interesting. So there Still might on be, Battle World. There, there might be yeah, no more Battle World. Yeah, um, there up. there might be hope. There might be hope for Civil War too. I don't know. I I kind of declared I wasn't going to buy into it, but I, I don't know. It depends yeah, on how this all is goes. Miles Morales still involved? Yeah. Well, that's the whole. Yeah, it's the, uh, the, the ultimate in six one six universe have basically been mushed into one. So yeah. you've got characters from both dimensions coexisting. Okay. So there's there's so many spider people right now. It's mm. If I just parsed down just the spider titles like I used to do, I'd still be getting over half of my stats. I, I shouldn't. It's, I shouldn't have said that because oh, that's the whole. That was the whole cohesive part was the spider man thing. So yeah. I well, yeah. Anything. Yeah. Sorry. There's so many spider books right now. It's it's not They're even all funny. webbed together. <laughs> well, there, there's actually uh, the was was it web is it web warriors is that what it's called or no it's not. I don't know. There's one that's still uh, anyway. It, yeah. Know. Okay. We're doing that again. Darn it! Why is it only the two of us that do this? Uh, because we 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 rabbit hole and we rabbit hole quickly. Oh my gosh, we're so good at it though. <laughs> we are. I, I think it's fairly entertaining too. I, the, the fact that there's nobody watching us do this is kind of sad. Could we because... could we make a show just us and then just give us a topic and we just call it rabbit hole? <laughs> just call and it the rabbit hole. <laughs> it'll be three and a half hours. Start off on something. Uh, we'll give. Uh, let's start off with anime. We'll just we'll um, just say anime, and then we'll end off with like 
chocolate chip cookies <laughs> being fed through, you know, uh, a feeding tube. And we're like, how, how did we do that? I think it would, it would probably make some soci sociology guy going for his doctorate or something. It would probably make pretty good <laughs> fodder. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you, somebody just, here's your degree because of the insanity they just gave you. Because I still don't understand. People drooling off in the oh. sanitarium because they, they couldn't oh. figure us out. Oh. Oh. But anyway, all right. Well, folks, thanks for uh, viewing. Uh, sorry, Mark. <laughs> nah, we're not sorry. If no, we're to, not. It's if awesome. you wanted to bring us in, he could be here. Um, yeah. So, uh, folks, remember to like and subscribe. Uh, check us out on our YouTube channel, YouTube slash GamersLedge, GamersLedge.com, Facebook slash GamersLedge. Go to any of those other social media things and search for GamersLedge. Pretty much it's out there. Uh, like, subscribe, buy. I don't actually think we're selling anything at the moment, so actually I guess you can't do that last one, but... Mm. Uh, and uh, write in, GamersLedge at gmail.com. Uh, leave comments in the fields below wherever it ends up being below me here. And uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. If you have any ideas for topics for us to discuss or questions you would like answered, please let us know. Uh, so for Gamers Ledge Podcast this week, I am Matt and uh, Turo is my lone remaining compatriot. And we will see you next week. Game on. Game on.